What's up, everybody? It's Brian Barrett from Off the Pike, where we're gearing up for another exciting NFL season. We'll be with you every Sunday after the Pats with three-time Super Bowl champion James White to recap the game and break down the biggest moments. Plus, episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays to cover all things Patriots with your favorite Boston sports guests, as well as familiar voices from the Ringer Podcast Network. So follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, on Spotify. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts. This is Fairway Rollin' presented... By FanDuel, elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, it's your old friends here at Fairway Rollin', the golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. My birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals, it's wonderful to be back with you. Lots of things have happened in the world of golf, a very quiet time in the world of golf, and yet, as we prepare for this upcoming Ryder Cup at Marco Simone Golf Course in Rome, Italy, there have been some twists and turns. The last time we were together... The Euro team had not been assembled. It is now complete. I am joined by our incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. It is a two ball for the two of us. We are swinging away. Nate Dog, how you doing, buddy? Can any of the members of the Ryder Cup team play quarterback for the Jets? Oh, Sad, sad times for Jets fans. <laughs> Unbelievable. They have assembled the New York Jets 
such talent on both sides of the football, and they have one important position that they had lined up, and then after four plays, it is no longer lined up. Plans have gone awry, much in the same way that Adrian Moronk had plans to be in Rome at the end of September, Nate Dog. Those plans have gone awry, buddy. Come on. What do you mean? I we can are we gonna have this debate out of the canon right now on the European Ryder Cup selections? What is your argument? Your argument, I think, to me is gonna be that Adrian Moronk got the shaft for Shane Lowry. And that I mean it yes. and that, that was the pick, and that it wasn't Adrian Moronk versus Nikolai Hogard or Ludwig Aberg. I mean, that is the argument. So just to set this up context-wise, of course, by virtue of whatever the convoluted system is that the Europeans use for compiling their team, John Rahm's on the team, and Rory McIlroy is on the team, and Victor Hovland is on the team, and Tommy Fleetwood is on the team, and Tyrrell Hatton is on the team, Matthew Fitzpatrick also on the team, they had... To well, Tommy Fleetwood didn't score. Was a captain's pick. He he wasn't yes. there by by points. Yes. Robert McIntyre secured the last points based place, so he earned his way into that top six. Bobby but Mac. They, they have these these two different point systems: a world system and a Euro system. And poor Adrian Moronk was invited because of his Come good on, golf man. play over the past twelve months. To, to a handful of events here in these United States, including Riviera. He played at the Masters. And by virtue of splitting up some of his time this year, Adrian Moronk, in his, in a, you know, because he didn't commit to the DP World Tour and play all those events, did not secure a position by virtue of the point system. And so he left his fortunes and his fate on the Ryder Cup to his captain to make the selection. Pretty compelling case as the winner of the Italian Open at the Marco Simono golf course. And yet, Nate Dog, that was not enough. Shane Lowry, who has one top 10 to pat himself on the back for in this calendar year 2023. Nine top 25s, 15 made cuts in 18 events. Okay. Morant came over and played. You know, one of the cuts he missed was the Czech Masters. Right before Captain Luke made his selection. Yeah, all the right. Czech Masters. All right, here we go. They both played the Genesis. Uh, Shane Lowry finished T14. Morong finished 45th. They both played the Honda. Shane Lowry finished T5 uh, ahead. They both played the API. Morong got cut. They both played the Dell match play. They sort of middled and meandered in the middle, and it was fine. They both played the Masters. Lowry was T16. Ya boy, Moronk got cut. PGA Championship, Moronk is 40th. You know, Lowry's T12. Like they, as you go down the list here, RBC Canadian Open, Moronk got cut. US Open, Moronk got cut. Genesis Scottish Open, Moronk got cut. Lowry played all three of those. He was T12 in the Genesis. He was T20 at the U.S. Open. He he made he, he got cut at the Open Championship. What I'm saying is, I think 
you have to contextualize wins in the same way that we don't put uh, Norman, the Swede, on the Ryder Cup team just because he won the tournament in Kentucky where only people who didn't play the Open were playing. Maybe the win at Marco Simone just makes him the tallest Smurf. Shane Lowry is a heart and soul guy of a team, a team that has traditionally succeeded by the chemistry in the room. So to me, it was not Moronk versus Lowry. It was Moronk versus the two young guys, Ludwig Aberg, who, since his time on the PGA Tour, has led the field in shots gained off the tee. It you know basically put it to bed by, by virtue of his win. And then Nikolai Hogarth, who is a young guy, and if you're on the European team for the same reason that the U.S. team probably didn't bring Lucas Glover, because God forbid he ruptures his Achilles tendon four minutes into the game and can't Yeesh. play, you know. But but that you went with some younger guys who are going to be the nucleus of the team for years to come. It feels like that's why they made the choice. I don't knock it, but I understand the controversy. I just don't think it's really Moronk versus Lowry. Lowry to me is why JT's on the team. Same thing. You need the heart and soul. The question was, can Moronk deliver better results in that moment than these two young guys? I don't disagree with anything that you just said. I just will say it feels disrespectful to the Italian Open and to to Marco Simone Golf Course, the Marco Simone, for, for to dismiss out of hand Moronk's success there. And I would also say That's like when I beat you and Simmons at Wilshire. Like who cares? Well, that I mean, you know, I had a bad hip. I, I'm I'm a new golfer now with my with my new uh, equipment buddy. I can't wait to get out there, <laughs> the two of us together. But uh, on this question, see JT as the analog to, to Lowry doesn't feel quite right to me because okay. JT has tremendous success in team competitions, okay. and Shane Lowry's record is very farty. It's a very farty. It's meh. Uh, team team. It's it's meh across the board. He he. They played in that event that was you know the uh, continental Europe against the Great Britain and Ireland, and homeboy that was like just in the last twelve months the hero something or other. He was pointless, and that to me is ultimately what I'm getting at. A pointless selection potentially, except for what you, the point you made, which is he clearly is is like a fuel and engine inside the team room. He yeah. is a guy that is a galvanizing effect. And if you are without Sergio Garcia and right. Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood, these old heads that have the battle scars to show for Ryder Cups past and comebacks past and all of this kind of thing, then you got to have, have a homie there. I don't think that either the Hogard or the Aberg selection is really capable of being criticized. I, I, I actually, it's tip of the cap from my perspective, because when we were sitting together in, on this podcast, in reviewing the, tw- the outcome of the 2021 Ryder Cup, the drubbing yes. that the U.S. administered at Whistling Straits, it was kind of unforeseeable that the Euro team would would have the ability to resurrect itself and inject new blood in such short order. It seemed very infeasible. We couldn't see as we sat there thinking about outcomes and trying to big picture it, 
is the U.S. just going to kick ass every year for the next 10 years? Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, um, pretty glossy about it. We were, we were pretty happy about that U.S. showing. But in that interim, Matt Fitzpatrick has won the U.S. Open, so he's done some rebranding. Victor Hovland is the best golfer in the world as we sit here right this second. I will argue that with anybody who wants to take on that argument. And uh, these two young hosses that might be on the President's Cup, I mean, not the President's Cup, the Ryder Cup, um, every two years, you know, over the next decade or so, let's go. I mean, I'm excited to see definitely Aberg because this time next year, Aberg's going to be, you know, Top twenty world ranking everything right. A- Aberg is a no brainer uh, pick. They-, they didn't have Rom when he was number one am, and it hurt him. And they were not going to miss out this time. So great, right. you got Aberg. It's not a question. I really do think it was Morong versus Hogard, and I think to your point, he's going to be on a lot more Ryder Cup teams in the future. And uh, and so I-, I just have no quibble with the pick. I it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I feel the same way. Look, you know, you know who else is taking note? The book. What's happening? FanDuel odds right now. FanDuel USA is fa- still favored minus 115, mm-hmm. which is the tiniest of advantage margins. And the Euro team is all the way down to plus 130. I what did you get when you bet on it? Plus 145. God, I'm, a, s- I'm all about closing line value. I like that. I love that advantage that I get. You know, when you, when you jump in early, you know, uh, this is almost like betting against Tiger, like betting what? that he's going to miss the cut. No, no, it's yeah. not. It's not anything like that. USA. No. <laughs> this, well, here's the thing. How about this? This wonderful news of of, of the week. Um, speaking of a, a, an approach by the U.S. team to this that I believe is unprecedented. There, it's a lesson learned from the manner in which. The team prepared for the competition in 2018 in France, mm-hmm. rather than nobody playing this golf course <laughs> right. in, in, in any circumstances leading up. And it will always forever be to me the curiousest of curiousest. I, I don't know how to how to uh, express this, pro, you know, um, strongly enough. How could it be possible that the tour championship finished on a Sunday? Tiger Woods won it at Eastlake, and yeah. they all got on an airplane and flew to, to Paris. How is that possible? Like, how, like, how the planning for that was so abysmal. What possible scenario was it going to be? You know, an, an outcome for the U.S. team of of any kind of success whatsoever. Setting aside the Tiger win, right? Like. That was that was awesome and, uh, and and completely unexpected, but they were all wiped out for the whole week the minute they set foot in France. Yes, and they got wiped. Yes, this year nine out of twelve this week at the Marco Simone Golf Course in Rome. The guys left behind Jordan Spieth, whose wife is about to give birth to their second child any day. It feels like. And then Xander and Patrick uh, Cantlay, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, the rumor is that there was a bachelor party for somebody. Maybe it was Patrick's bachelor party. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The rumor is there's a bachelor party and they were they had a scheduling conflict. It's fine. Those two guys play together. They'll play together in every 
match um yeah, whether or fun. not you know it they matters usually for them show to up see the course. yeah so they sometimes show up at uh in napa this is the time of year they go do the cabernet buddies together but you're right you're it's right only max that. who's flying back across the country to defend try to be three-peat well, champion of the fort max and one other guy i mean well, yes yes yeah. fair enough fair enough right and, and right. that's jt and and that's that gonna make thomas yeah and we'll talk about it but i mean that there are two very interesting storylines this week one of which is just aspirational can max win 3x the second of which is, you know, there's going to be some education of the pick. Uh, speaking of controversial picks uh, of Justin Thomas, he is going to be under a high degree of scrutiny in this tournament. And this is not the most, anytime Tommy Duke two gloves is in a tournament, uh, <laughs> you know that we've reached pretty far down on the list of potential pros to make it in. And so Tommy two gloves is in this Mavaka. And that means that for some of these guys, it's going to be shooting fish in a barrel. And so you might expect the cream to rise very, very far to the top. This is a tournament where where JT's got to come in and show that he's in form. Well, it would be good if he did that. How are you handicapping? What will it define for me um, success for Justin Thomas this week? It's a top 20. Okay. I think uh, fair, fair with, with at least one Justin Thomasy round in okay. the 63, 64-ish range. Great. I, I I can live with that. That that's that feels, you know, doable. The field that we're talking about, and this is the Fortinet in 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 Napa, for yeah. Justin Thomas to finish inside that top 20. You know, this this is a field where the very tippy top odds wise are Max Homa at seven to one, mm-hmm. Sahitagala at sixteen to one, JT at sixteen to one, Cam Davis at twenty to one, Steven Jager at twenty two to one, Bo Hostler twenty five to one, Eric Cole and JJ Spawn rounding out Eric Cole at thirty to one, JJ Spawn at thirty five to one. So your modest request for a top twenty to demonstrate some kind of trending. Yeah. Seems well-founded. I think we're going to get it. Did you have any reaction to the change in his uh, coach camp? Did you have any uh, point of view on that? My reaction is, it's not clear to me what exactly happened because his father refuted the notion that he'd been fired uh, and I'm happy to see him working with some different guys. It's not unlike, I mean, Scotty's got to work with some different guys with the putter. JT's got to work with some different guys. I, it looked like the, the, the biggest new coach was some pool noodles that he was working with in the range, according to his social posts where he's like, I'm grinding. I like that. Fucking I've, pool I've done noodles the pool, out. No, pool noodles before. Have you done those pool, pool noodles? No. They're I, great I wanna... for swing playing. A lot uh, well, of immediate feedback. I don't need a fucking pool noodle to tell me my swing plane sucks. I already know that. His swing plane is so good. I don't know why he had the noodles, but you know, the it visual, was, it the was visual, cue, visual cues for him. It's yeah, fine. it was an interesting visual. But this I is like a good week it. for him. Look, he a, a top 20, and I think it takes the pressure off the conversation. Something worse than that, and he doesn't perform. And it's going to be the story heading into Rome. It just is. I mean, imagine if he misses the cut. 
I can't. Okay, great. Me either. We're not going to imagine This it. is we... not a kick your ass up, down, sideways no, tournament. No, it's it, not. The course is in, the rough is not difficult. Right. Uh, although we're not on the ground yet, but the rough is not super difficult. They've rewired the tournament this year and restructured the holes, but it's it's still the same track. They've just sort of moved some things around, which means you got three par fives on the back now, which is a little bit bonkers. It's, it's a par 37 coming in. That just means that Fun. down the stretch, a yeah. guy like JT is going to be able to make a run, get momentum, get the, you know. But so yeah. I, if he can't top 20 out here, we do have a problem. We I'm with you. Parkland style course, the second narrowest fairways, but rough that is completely manageable. I do want, before we sort of get into the meat of our analysis of potential value in this Fortinet field, mm-hmm. uh, it is noteworthy. There is um, golf being competed on the DP World Tour. It's yes. a great event. It's the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. Yes. That you know, Horschel's won this. Players, yeah. Yeah, this has been traditionally a, so really a, great a very good field. Typically, the entire European Ryder Cup team is playing in this tournament, many of whom are paired together in groupings. And all five of them out are. of oh, they're all playing together. Yes. Five out of the six captains are playing in this event as well. I mean, good, good on you, Euro. Go get it. Luke and the Molinari brothers are playing together. Uh, it's, it's a, it's going to be a fun watch if you can get your eyes on it. I I mean, yes, you can get your eyes on it. So, you know, you wake up in the morning, turn on your TV before you, you start doing your football bets or have, have it on, you know, in the background as you do your football bets and your fantasy football lineups and everything. What's, what's better than a little bit of uh, UK golf? That course is fun. Those there, you know, it, it, it is. Yeah. Um, traditionally a nice challenge uh, and and produces good winners, right? Yeah, you've got Rory, Ludwig, and Victor playing together. Rom, Hogard, and Hatton. Rose, Fitzpatrick, and Bobby Mack are playing together. Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Sepp Straka. And then, yeah, Luke is playing with the Molinari brothers. So those are some fun pairings to watch. You're going to get... A pr- that That is not a walk in the park, that course. So we're going to get a pretty good sense for current form. Yes, absolutely, positively. And by Perfect. the way, the U.S. team should be doing this in Napa. Why not? They can go out and have fun dinners, drink cab. It would take some of the pressure off JT because there'd be a bunch of guys there and it'd be about team bonding more than real performance. Once again, we're getting lapped by the Euros, baby. I, you led me, though, into the conversation. It's not a small amount of travel to go from yeah. Rome to the West Coast because it was, it was not a small amount of travel for me to go from Rome back here to to Washington DC it's a That's long right. flight so it's yep. it's like a solid 9 plus just to get from Rome to DC Rome to the west coast is is a solid 15 yeah like 15 I, hours that's not a small yeah, thing yeah you listen you're coming over the top so it's you cut off a little bit of time and it's actually a little bit easier cuz you can sleep a full night yeah, okay, okay, it, it, okay. It's, it's not to- totally devastating. But I mean, look, you're right. The only reason Justin Thomas is coming, like there's six guys who made the top 50 who are playing this tournament in Napa who don't need to for anything other than keep form and win some prize money. That's Max, it's Sahith, it's uh, Cam Davis, it's Eric Cole, it's Andrew Putnam, it's Brandon Todd. 
But Justin Thomas is playing this tournament because he needs to, because he's sitting at 71. And if he wants to play AT&T, Pebble Beach, and if he wants to play Riviera in these now signature events, which basically means big money and you know, ways to make more points and more competitive field and world ranking points and all these things. If he wants to get in, he has to move from 70th into somewhere between 51st and 60th. And it is no small leap for him this year because the yep. he's he's got a lot of points to make up. That's why he's coming to Napa. There's only going to be seven events. He's going to need, you know, he, he needs 300 plus points through the course of this thing to, to even move his way up. And, and that means it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. And, and it, as, as consumers of the golf product and as content, uh, mongers, you and I, we love it. Good. Yeah. More, more, more. Let me see some JT in the fall. He's got to break away from Alabama football and go play some golf. I mean, I mean, seriously, right. He's sitting right now at 608 FedEx cup points. I think if you really do the math, the number's going to be something like 920. So if he needs like 310 points over seven-ish events, I mean, is he going to go to Japan and play the Zozo? I don't know. But, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy who needs 40, 45 points an outing. That means he's got to average a top 20 unless he can deliver. You know, remember, if, if you get second, you make 300 FedEx Cup points. A top five is yes. 110, something like that. But he's right. got to go kill uh, and... and Doing that while flying again to Rome and back is a tall order for him to get into those those uh, those top events in the beginning of the year. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Let's go ahead and talk about this tournament. You've been 
a bunch of times. It's Napa Valley. It's an RTJ design. They put yeah. the Fortinet Championship at Silverado, the North Course, uh, Treeline, Parkland. We talked about the narrow fairways. You, you yeah. mentioned how the rough doesn't do anything to anybody. I mean, um, occasionally. We got to see right. what's happened. We've had a little more rain. Let's see what they've done. Oh, good point. It, good it's, point. Not a, it's not a Vegas course where, you know, there's nothing. Or it's not playing the Amex where it's down. Completely, but it's not it's not problematic like you know you're sitting at at uh, in Charlotte or something at, at Quail yes. Hollow. Yeah, that's right. None of the par fours in this golf course are above 458 yards, yep. and four of the five par fives are reachable. Uh, yes. Or wait, are, is there four par fives no. or five? Four, yeah, four, four par fives. Four, and they're all reachable. Yes. They're all under 575 they're, yes. yards. Yes, they're they're reachable. And again, coming down that stretch, the way they've rerouted it, the par fives are going to be 12, holes 12, 15, and 18. 13 and 14 now are two very short par fours that are under you know 350 to 375 yards. They both go uphill to these blind greens that have a ton of slope on them. So 12, 13, 14, 15, all going to be scoring opportunities. 16 is a par four fine. 17 is a, is a scorable par three. And then you got a par five on 18. I mean, you got guys who could be six, seven under in those last couple holes easy. Well, let's talk about, well, we're going to dispense with Max. He's sitting there at seven to one. He's a two-time defending champion. He's got five straight top 12 performances. He was inside the top six at both the BMW, which was at Olympia Field, which was awesome. And yeah. at the St. Jude, if you want to invest in him, go ahead. I, you know, yeah, I don't have I mean, any reason go for it. But to listen, dissuade he, you from it. Yeah, he also was very clear directly in response to us on Twitter that he does not have a contractual obligation to play here. He is Great. here because he, listen, he's doing right by his sponsor for sure, doing but right I, he's here because he wants to three-peat. This is the Northern California Max Homo who has won all these tournaments in this state who has, you know, look, his win last year was unexpected, let's just say, with Danny yes. Willett not doing his best down the stretch and Max having this unbelievable chip in. There was weird weather at the start of the day, so that that one was a little uh, fluky, I think, but Max played very, very well coming down the stretch in the FedEx Cup, and so I think he's very much in form, and again, he's this year, he's playing against many fewer contenders at his quality of golf. Yes, many, many fewer contenders. So let's start talking some names. Uh, we hit on Max. We hit on on JT. JT, by the way, has played this event um, since 2015 three different times. Each of those times, uh, top, top 10, 10. two fourth, top eighth, fives. Third, right? Yeah, fourth in 2019, eighth in 2016, third in 2015. So uh, he is... Second, if you do the strokes gained total over, um, you know, strokes gained total per round between 2014 and 2022, I'm looking at the great work by our um, Twitter friend. Maybe sometime we'll have him on. I, I, I don't know if he does like speaking media. Ron Close on the X machine um, has a strokes gain field at, a, at an event. And Thomas is second behind uh, Ches Rievi. Um but let's go through some names um, that are maybe not at the top of the list that you have honed in on. Maybe a little value for the birdie buddies, Nate Dog. Yeah, well, I, I do think that the for a lot of these guys, they're playing it because they want to get into that 51 to 60th, which will get them into those top top events, at least for the first two 
uh, at the start of next year. It's weird that Keith Mitchell, who's sitting at 64th, is not here. It's mm. weird to me. It's less weird to me that Vincent Norman, who's at 69th, but just won the Irish Open, on the right. uh, is not here. That's his second win, obviously. Um, but still, like nothing's guaranteed yet. So look, I take a look at Taylor Montgomery, who's currently 53rd in the point standings. He finished third here last year. Yes. Now that did come by shooting eight under early on Sunday, and there was weird weather, as I talked about. But that's something to watch out for. Um, uh, that that you know he made that big Sunday run to jump himself up into third, but he played very well, and he's got all the incentive in the world to come back and play his best because he's protecting a spot now that that will make him guaranteed money and guaranteed points. So I like Taylor Montgomery. I, I house I Sahith. I, yeah. I watched his final round last yeah. year. He I'm finished listening. T six. He okay. made a very nice run. Yes. He plays this. It, this course is set up very well for him. He does not have to be here. He is locked in in the top fifty. So I can only imagine that he is here to get the reps. And because we have been talking about how close he is to winning, and I think this course feels good to him. He was close to winning last year. He wants to get that W. I love that he is here when he doesn't have to. I, I, I'm 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 very much in on Sahith this week. Yeah. So he's sitting there odds wise at uh, eight. 16 to one. We, we, yeah, we yeah. talked about him already. He, in this field, um, he has a six in the 14th at this event last, uh, three events and his, uh, he's in the top 10 on a strokes gain total basis at playing, um, this venue. So makes plenty of, of sense. Yeah. He puts very well here. So, and then they're Poa green. So that, that, that kind of lines up, right? I mean, he's, he, we've seen him do pretty well on Poe before, I believe. The numbers yep. validate that. Uh, I have Andrew Putnam on my list. You mentioned him okay. a short while ago. He does not have a miscut on tour since the PGA Championship in May. And his stats amongst this field in his events since missing that cut, if you measure him against this field, he is sixth in both strokes gained approach and strokes gained total, and he's seventh in strokes gained putting. So relative to his peers, at this particular venue, he is, I think, 16th or 17th strokes gained total with his performance uh, over the years here. And he it's not like he's um, lit the world on fire. Last year, he finished 43rd. He has 30th, 35th, 30th, 14th. So makes the cut when he plays here, but his solid play is the thing that has me uh, paying attention to him. And and part of, of why I'm interested is because he is available right this second on the FanDuel Sportsbook at 40 to 1 as a potential winner of this golf mm. tournament. I well, also... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we love these tournaments because... There are guys further down the board who, if you've been paying attention and you look at some momentum and you look at prior performance, you, you might be able to get a little something, something on. So there's one. I also want to play on high variance, high ceiling, Akshay Batia. He's absolutely on the list. Just got engaged to right? the girlfriend in yeah. the vineyards this week. Now, look, some people. Yeah, on I the know. X machine have pointed out that since Colin Morikawa 
got engaged. Yeah. We haven't seen any, but that's just that's just that machine. That's just those people on that machine talking. Yeah, that's just the machine. Listen, he's got I mean, he's got four top tens in 19 events. He's still only 21. We saw him win in uh, Tahoe at the Barracuda. Yes. Uh, it, a, a lot. It, the, his journey has been strange. We know about how he just went straight to pro, and but he feels like a good guy who is starting to get the mental side of this game together, uh, getting engaged at 21 notwithstanding. Uh, th- this is a this is a kind of tournament where we know he's been sitting up there for two weeks, seemingly getting ready for it. And, you know, amongst this field, he's fifth in ball striking, which is the off the tee mm-hmm. and approach combo metric. We like that very much. That's what gives you, when you're looking at a 40 to one, the implied probability of that is very low. And yet here you yeah. have a guy with, with a win, a second and a fourth on tour. And, you know, something to prove because he didn't like the weird point system structure that kept him out of the playoffs from right. uh, you know, after, after winning at, at, at Barracuda. He right. Didn't, because, it because it was an opposite field event. He did. Right. He, he, he gained his uh, he lost his special temporary membership, but he, it just didn't get him. Didn't get him in. OK. Uh, any other names? Those, those were the two Look, that I had on my card that were interesting. Here's here's what it is for me. I I'm looking at the very DFL of the odds board, and I am seeing a guy who is literally a thousand to one on FanDuel, and his name is Brian Stewart, and he has had a tough go over the course of the last year, but okay. he finished tied for twelfth here last yeah. year. Yeah, and I just would say, go look at his top twenty odds. And he might just be worth spreading just a little dough on the guy. If you can get a top 40, a made cut, this is a course that fe- he is a horse for courses. There are some of these guys on tour who just, you can set your watch to them playing decently well at a select number of tournaments. Here's one. It's Brian Stewart. If his odds are that gavingly awful, is there is there a little just bit you might spread on Brian Stewart? I mean, he's literally right behind Andrew Putnam in terms of the strokes gain total at this particular venue. You mentioned his 12th last year. He had a miscut in, in 21, but he finished third yeah. at this venue in 2020 and 17th at this venue in uh, 2019. Oh, so we go. if you believe in that horse for course kind of narrative, and we subscribe to it here on the fairway Roland, Brian Stewart could be your guy. There is one other player that oh, I just want to call out. If you want to do the research, yeah, um, he's in the top 10 of strokes gain total at this venue. Oh, he is boy. in this field, the hmm. number one strokes gain approach. He's number oh. one. I'll just repeat for myself. If you look at the strokes gain approach over the past year, mm-hmm. one player is number one. And he's in this field. That's a that that's you know as measured against his peers. Um, you can look it up. I just encourage everybody to go do that research. That's all. Mm-hmm. Trying to lead you towards some success. You can see this guy's name. Um, he's being touted in some of the analytics uh, that I've seen. Mm. Nate Dog. Just saying. If you if you want to go do a little research, try and come up with a play for a little. Maybe you know, top twenty feels like a nice play potentially. We gave you the case for Brian Stewart. This player 
number one in the field, strokes gained approach. It's an approach kind of course. It favors the the ball strikers. Just saying. He who shall not be named. That's it. No names were mentioned. I'm just encouraging all the birdie buddies, the eagle enthusiasts, the par saving pals to do their research. Uh, we are going to keep doing our research as we hurdle towards this fantastic tilt in Rome. It was good to see the boys. It was great to see nine out of our 12 over there, Nate Dog. We're taking it serious. This is not, you know, the 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 kind of let's just throw everybody everybody together. Some de- some real deliberation, some real thought, some real preparation out of the US side in what I think we have come to regard as kind of a vulnerable tournament for the U.S. side this upcoming Ryder Cup. I'm not prepared to make a big investment. The odds makers agree at minus 115 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We're doing our research. We're going to drag you along, my birdie buddies. Uh, we're back with a preview of the Ryder Cup. That's Ryder Cup week. Between now and then, if anything exciting happens in the world of golf, you know, we'll jump right on here onto the podcast machine and give you some reaction. But between now and then, we're really just trying to get our fantasy football team squared away. I've got some great um, uh, bets out there with the the Ringer Wise guys. They're going to be doing that every Sunday morning, the preview show on FanDuel TV. Relentless plugs, East Coast bias twice a week, uh, every Thursday on the FanDuel TV. My teaser for the week, anybody who wants it, jump on it right this second. You can get the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. You can get the uh, New England Patriots plus two and a half um, playing, I can't remember who they're playing. Oh, Miami. Take both of those up to eight and a half. That's a nice teaser right there. That's minus 110 odds. Go ahead. Minus 110 to win 100. And both of those teams catching eight and a half points. That's my best bet for the week in addition to Andrew Putnam and Akshay Batia. My birdie buddies, we've done it. That's it. We shall talk to you again in a couple weeks. In the meantime, please, it's almost fall golf season. The autumnal equinox is nine days away. Sweater weather is on the precipice. Throw a peg in the ground. And if you do so, please, let's head straight out there. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.